Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bravo East Coast Housewives. This is your girl, Kim Hasera here. And for those of you who are new to the show, welcome, welcome. And all my Yinzers who have been here since the very beginning and or in the middle, you get what I'm saying? Welcome back, my loves. Glad that you're here. Now, as I said last week and also again this week, my gal pals, Potomac, Jersey, New York City, honey, they are on a break at the moment on our boob tubes, but that's okay because this bitch right here watches a ton of other Bravo shit that I would like to talk about today. There are some things that I've heard through the grapevine with certain things. I'll bring it at the very beginning. It's kind of like the usual what the Bravo that I do before we get into the actual episode of what I'm discussing, but basically this whole episode is going to be a what the Bravo part Two, okay? Now, what's going to happen is I am going to talk about some little fun facts about some of our Bravo lebs, Cameron, Shep, and Lala. I'll tell you in a second. And then I'm going to dish my opinion about different shows that are airing that I currently watch. So, first, let's get to the fun facts, okay? We have Cameron from Southern Charm. Of course, she wasn't on this past season, but... I found out that Cameron apparently has a book that she wrote. I forget what the title is, but I do know that I'll definitely want to read it because she was one of my faves, OGs of Southern Charm. Very disappointed that she was not a part of the show this year. But you know, shit happens and she was moving on with her life. Cool. But we miss you, Cameron. We miss you. Also, too, Shepard Rose. Sheppy. Shep, this is bad. Okay, So that was my impression of Cameron, and clearly I didn't do a good job. But Shep has a book as well. It's coming out in March. I know that he's been kind of publicizing it on his Instagram a bit, saying, oh, I'm signing the shit. Oh, get your pre-order your copy and shit, all that stuff. So he's got a book coming out. I think that's basically, from what I recall, from the little tidbit of what I remember about the book in the reunion, he says it's basically half-assing a lot of shit in your life and not worrying about stuff, which is cool. I'll definitely read it. As I said previously, the guy has a huge ass vocabulary and I need to run my horizons a little bit as far as my vocab words. So Shep, I'm going to be reading your book. Probably won't buy it. I'll get it from the library and I'm totally okay with that because library books to me, I fucking love library books. Is it just me? And think about going to the library, checking out a couple books, that nice little laminated type of uh, plasticky cover over the book itself for protection. First of all, I love that sound. It is divine to me because I'm a weird fucking person, but I love it. And then when you open up the book and it's like you hear the you hear the pages flipping, right? 
There's such an aroma to it that sometimes is kind of gross. Those are the books that I don't like because you don't know really where any of these books have fucking been, which is gross. But some of the books, it's just an old school type of smell to it. And I just spent a good old minute almost talking about a library book. So, okay. But yeah, I love library books. Go to the library or you can't really go to the library right now, but pick up some books from the library. You know, they do pick up. I've done it here. So Shep has a book. Then we also find out our girl, our preggies, Lala Kent. Bambi bitch, right? She called Billy, get out my face, Bambi-eyed bitch. You remember that scene? That scene was classic. So Lala has a book coming out. A memoir, right? And I don't know if I will be reading that, to be honest. I do have to say, and if none of you have done this, I highly, highly suggest it. I am currently reading Mariah Carey's memoir. Holy shit. Now, obviously, I was interested because, one, I'm obsessed with Mariah Carey. She was like the bitch for me growing up in the 90s. Yes, I love Whitney, but Mariah was my number one. But they're both fucking fabulous. And also, the pluser here is that Andy, I think, was the one that helped the book. It was like his new book production company or something. So I was like, hell yeah, Andy Cohen, woohoo! I have to say, it is an awesome, awesome book. I'm not done with it. I would say I'm probably a good third through it. And I just think it's fascinating. I love hearing her stories. And just her history of her life wasn't anything I was expecting. So it's definitely... each time that I read something, I always get up the next morning and I talk to my mom. Yes, because I'm still with my parents. Yes. And I tell her, I'm like, I fucking love this book. So shout out to Mariah Carey. Thank you for being a kick-ass woman. I love your book. I fucking love it. And thanks Andy Cohen for uh, helping her get this into fruition. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, all three of those people getting books out. Cool, cool couple other fun facts. Summer House premiere this week. That'll be interesting. I I hope it's good. I'm not gonna lie. The trailer for it, I'm kind of sick of seeing on the television, to be honest. They seem a little too obnoxious for me, especially where they're at in their age. But, you know, fuck me. You know what I mean? So it's probably gonna be good. And guess what? I'm gonna watch it. So along with that, we have Married to Medicine. We, I think we saw the preview for that a little bit ago, but that's coming back in March. I can't recall the actual date. Why do I feel like it's on my birthday on the 9th, but I'm not, don't quote me on that. But yeah, it's coming back. I have to, I have to get into that. I know that I spoke to Kendrick Tucker from his podcast about Married to Medicine because I know that's his favorite show on Bravo. So I need to get into the Married to Medicine. Now, those are my little fun facts. Oh, no, I totally missed. Okay, one other fun fact. And this is probably the most exciting fact to me because we all know my beautiful Bravo believers, my Bravo peeps, that this Yinza, me right here, is a huge fan of Barbara. Bring back Barbara, honey, on New York City. I say that all the fucking time, and I'm sure you're all probably annoyed with it. I'm sorry, not sorry. You know what I'm saying. So Barbara, oh, girl, goes on her Instagram. I'm going to take away the bring back Barbara quote, and I'm going to change it to vote for Barbara, okay? This lady of ours, she is running for New York City mayor. Watch the fuck out, Cynthia Nixon, because we saw you try to do it too. Hopefully, she'll get it. 
That would be so fucking cool. She says that she's not a politician. She, obviously, she put this on her Instagram, you know, vote for me. She says that she knows that she's not a politician, but she's a Bronx, New Yorker, and she's kind of tired of what the fuck is going on in her city. So yeah, any New Yorkers out there, vote for Barbara, okay? I think that's so fucking cool. I hope she gets it. I mean, maybe she'll be really good. I mean, you you never know. She could, if she does get it, let's say she gets it. She could either do really well or she could really fuck up, right? So there's the 50-50 there. So New Yorkers decide if you want to bring Barbara into the mayor office or not. So yeah, those are my fun facts. I'm going to go through my little opinions through my shows They will be Below Deck, Real Housewives of Dallas and Atlanta. I'll do some stuff there. Real Housewives of OC. Thank God it's over. Also, Salt Lake City. A lot of shit happening there. And finally, the Southern Charmers. That part one was fucking phenom. But let's go to Below Deck first. So Below Deck, it has been an interesting season to say the least. I saw that they're going to be doing a virtual reunion. I thought at first that they were going to do a live one. I wish that I wish that would happen, but they're doing they're doing a virtual one per the bravotv.com website. I don't know when that is. They didn't have an air date yet, but it will be coming in the future. As far as where we're at within the season, James and Elizabeth are fucking annoying. They remind me of two high schoolers trying to date each other. I find it still pretty comical that Elizabeth and James slept together once or twice. And then all of a sudden, Elizabeth is like, oh, this my man. He's my man. Mm." You know, in the Elizabeth way. So I think that's kind of funny that she thinks that they're basically about to get married because we even recall her saying that in an episode or two. Like, honey, calm the fuck down. He just wants to put his dingling in you for a little bit for the next four or five weeks, however much left you got on the charter season. And then he wants to go back home to London. Okay, the guy doesn't like you as much as you think, baby girl. Hate to say it. But also, not only with the Elizabeth James drama, there comes just Elizabeth period. Sometimes I feel every time that I see her speak in the show, I feel like my own being has become more spacey. Like, what? Like, I don't understand, you know? It kind of takes me back to the Hills days with Spencer Pratt and Heidi, whenever he was totally into the crystals and he just seemed really jaded and weird fuck and I was just like I can't deal with this that's how I feel like Elizabeth is however I would definitely rather hang out with Elizabeth than Spencer because that dude was motherfucking crazy on the show but I also hear that he might be pretty normal in real life it's just he was the villain on tv so makes sense but Elizabeth is just I mean she can't be as spacey and I mean, she just can't be like that in real life, right? I would like to think that she is actually smarter than what she is looking like on the television. And I don't mean that to be mean. I'm just stating my opinion here, which I feel like a lot of other people, maybe Yin's guys in particular, who knows? Maybe you feel the same way as I do. Maybe not. But there is something about Elizabeth that's just... I don't even know. I don't even have a word for it because I'm so spaced out just thinking about it. (laughs) Okay, now, 
Still on the topic of Elizabeth, obviously she's like the big fucking person in the show that kind of makes the show good, but also Chef Rachel, who's the extravaganza. Yes, Chef Rachel. Fucking love her, even though she is crazy as fuck. But I feel like her and I would be friends. I feel like we can relate a lot to each other, except I can't cook worth a damn. But Elizabeth... Francesca's coming after Elizabeth this past episode, right? She's like, what the fuck? Why would you share that shit with James? We have guests on board, blah, blah, blah. She's getting all pissed off. She wants her off the boat. Captain Lee, I fucking hate her. Listen, here's my opinion on this. I think Francesca, as the chief stew, has every right to be pissed off with Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth sucks at her job. For real, she does. Now, I do feel like this goes deeper than just the job. I personally feel like Francesca just doesn't, she doesn't like Elizabeth. She just doesn't like her. And you know what? You don't have to like everyone. It's okay. But I don't know why you're coming at her so hard. I don't know. I don't know if it's really necessary. To be honest, I feel like if Kate was the chief stew of this season, I don't think she'd be doing any of the shit that Francesca's doing. I think it's almost like Francesca's retaliating in such a way that's kind of childish. And you're wondering, why are you going to tattle to Captain Lee about all this shit? Like, learn how to do it your own way. But don't be a child about it. I'm not really understanding some of her ways of dealing with things. But I don't know how old she is. Maybe it's a you. I have no idea. It's not like I'm fucking old as fuck. But I'm definitely not in my early 20s anymore. But I definitely think that Francesca just doesn't like Elizabeth. So there's that. But also shout out to Galley Talk people. Like, holy shit. Yes, Below Deck is on Monday. Yay. But oh, looking forward to the Friday so I can hear my past Below Deck yachties give their takes and opinions on this current season. Shout out to Kate and Connie and Colin and Bobby and all those motherfuckers. Kelly and his sister, which I forget her name. But yeah, that is a fucking awesome show. I always love hearing Bobby talk about the charcuterie. I just think it's fucking hilarious. So thank you so much, Bravo, for bringing us Below Deck, but also Below Deck Galley Talk. So we'll see how the season ends. I am anxious. And now just small mentions here of the Real Housewives of Dallas, but also the Real Housewives of Atlanta. As far as Dallas is concerned, I watched the first two episodes and I was in it, but I think it's very telling. I haven't really watched it after that. So I am still going to give it a chance. I don't know why I'm just not connecting as I would if it would be a Potomac show or a Jersey show, Beverly Hills, all that kind of shit. I don't understand why the connection for me just isn't really clicking the way that I want it to. I'm desperate for that connection because I know some people love Dallas. So I'm still opening up my heart and hopefully something will stick eventually. But I do know that I have two episodes in. Now, when it comes to Atlanta, I have to say, and I'm upset that I'm even saying this, I am disappointed with myself not watching it as regularly as I would with all of my other shows, because I do have to say, Atlanta is one of my favorites, okay? This season, for some odd reason, it's not coming to me the way that I want it to, and I don't even know what that means. I think part of it is because LaToya just annoys the fuck out of me, 
she's trying to come on here so damn strong and she's acting very Jen Shaw-ish. We'll get there. And I think that's inappropriate because she's not even a motherfucking main character. So LaToya, back the Shaw up and shut the fuck up. So I think... I think that might be why I'm not really down with Atlanta right now because LaToya's vibes and energy, it's just a little too much for me. It is. I am also going to be open again. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. I just don't tune in exactly on the day and the time that Bravo airs it. I did that shit all the time with Potomac. Holy fuck. I'm still relishing in the fact that that season was probably one of the most epic seasons ever. Now let's get to the Real Housewives of Orange County, the reunion, the last one. Thank you, God. First of all, I just want to say I am thankful, as we all are, that it's over. We saw the commercials for the second part and we're like, what the fuck, Kelly, when she's saying that she's black? Kelly, what the fuck is, like, wh- why? Why are you talking? Please shut up. Please, like, you're you're absurd. So that was ridiculously bad, and I just didn't even know what to do there. Also, with Bronwyn having poor Sean, poor Sean come out, him acting all like, hey, we're good, we're married, I'm happy if she's happy. Sean, I think you've drank too much of the Bronwyn Kool-Aid, which is aka brainwashed your soul in your mind to think that you're just going to live your life for your kids and for her. I mean, living your life for your kids, that's a different fucking thing. So the whole kids thing, that's cool. Yes, you're there. Makes sense. Love it. Do it. I would too if I had children. But for you to sit there and say that you'll be fine with her dating someone and then you're not going to date someone, maybe, that's absurd to me. I don't understand that. Stop faking. Stop faking us, okay? Be real. Be better than the gap. Bronwyn's the gap. You want to go to fucking Nordstrom, okay? Because Bronwyn, I don't even know if she knows that she's the gap. Like, I can't even distinguish who she is. Like, do we know who Bronwyn is? I don't think that we do. I really don't. Even after this past season, she would think as a character that she delivered everything that she is. But honestly, I'm confused. Is anyone else with me or is it just, am I just not getting something here? Please, someone tell me. So Bronwyn is planning to come back on the show next season. There are a lot of talks here on Instagram, Facebook, just in general. Is Andy going to do a reboot of The Real Housewives of Orange County? A lot of people were disappointed with this past season. Understandably so. First of all, COVID was fucking pieces of shit. Obviously, it still is. What the hell? PSA, everybody. Still wear your mask. It's kind of a thing. Be safe. So they had COVID, but also they had Bronwyn and all her bullshit that she's dealing with, Elizabeth. And then you have Kelly Dodd just being so, ugh, there are no words. There are no words. I did read, though, however, Kelly is not going to come back if she knows that Bronwyn will come back. And then I also read that Elizabeth said the same thing. She's not coming back if Bronwyn does. So I hate the fact, too, that they're giving Bronwyn so much power in the whole show. Like, I don't think that she's strong enough for it. I, I'm I'm flabbergasted that this is where it's gotten to. Do you think it's a good idea for Andy to just nix all of Real Housewives ladies and just hire new cast members? 
Or should we keep some cast members around and then just add a few more? Or here's another thought. What if we just entirely axe out the Real Housewives of Orange County and maybe do a different city? Real Housewives of Chicago. (laughs) Just a plug. Okay. But what do you guys think? Would that be a good idea? I think it would be kind of neat just to shake it up a bit. Even though they just added Salt Lake City, it could be a good move. But what are Yin's guys' thoughts? Let's go to Salt Lake. Now, Salt Lake City, oh, there is so much going on. As I said to you guys earlier, people are talking about how Jen Shaw has gotten so extra that they're kind of sick of it. Jen, calm the fuck down is what they're saying, so to speak. I do recall whenever the Salt Lake City was premiering, I myself said, this show is not, I don't know if it's for me. The girl seems a little too much for me. I was referencing to Jen. We know that. But I find it a little funny now because, think about it, majority of people right now are saying that Jen Shaw is too extra and they're over it. Here's what I'm saying. Jen Shaw has always been extra and now, current, present day, I love it. Keep it up. I'm down with it. Everyone else isn't down with it. I don't know why. I think because maybe they were too hyped up and ready to go at the very beginning. And they're like, yes. And then it just sort of fizzled out. But see, if you go in without any expectations and or low expectations like I did, maybe you'll find that you really love it later on down the line. And I have to say, I think Jen's committing really hard to the character in the show, even though I think a lot of that is her, to be honest. But I love it. I love it. I don't think it's extra. I do have an opinion as far as why she could be acting so extra to a lot of people. I believe that because she is alone all the motherfucking time, I mean, her husband Sharif is always doing the fucking football, was it football or basketball? He's a coach. I forget what sport, to be honest, but he's always doing that, even though we, we have seen him the past couple episodes. But he's gone a lot. He is. And we see that she's alone all the time, which is probably part of the reason why she hires like eight assistants. I mean, realistically, I would feel that they were, she was paying them to be her friends because one, they'll always be available at her beck and call. Two, her real friends that we saw this past episode, they they try to keep shit real to her and she just doesn't want to accept it. She can't take accountability for shit that she's done wrong and her temper tantrums like a five-year-old that she has. She can't take accountability for that. Those are her real friends. Heather, Meredith, all those, all of our gals, right? They're her real friends. But because she doesn't want to be accountable for her childish actions and reactions for that matter, she's going to get those eight assistants, Sonia Morgan, I'm going to knock you out. She's going to get them, pay them. They're going to love her because why? She's paying those fools. So they'll agree. They'll never disagree with her. They'll be like, you're fabulous. All that stuff. I mean, she kind of has a good, I guess. She's just paying a pretty tab for friendship, which is weird to me. I do find it interesting, too, with that, because she can't take accountability for the way that she reacts. It's a very huge parallel to Austin and Madison of Southern Charm. We will get into that whenever I get to that show, because there's so much. We know that Austin is what they would call a pussy. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, because Shep also agrees with Madison in the way that she thinks. But that will be soon. 
I read somewhere that Heather was talking to Meredith about the issues that she's been having with Jen. And she spoke to her saying that her friendship with Jen reminds her a lot of her marriage, right? With her ex-husband, didn't work out. He was kind of a piece of shit. She was basically the mealy mouth, like she was spoon-fed shit. She wasn't allowed to voice her opinion, all that kind of stuff. This is what we gather from the way that Heather talks about her past marriage. So she's confiding to Meredith about this, and she's saying that it is a trigger for her when she is not feeling appreciated. And we've seen that Jen hasn't really been appreciating Heather being there for her as a friend. While we see with our own eyes and hear with our ears that, in fact, Heather is being a good friend to Jen. Jen is just feeling, I think, honestly, I think she is slightly depressed. I'm not saying that she has depression. I just feel like she's a little down in the dumps because she's always by herself. With that, Heather explained that she never, ever, ever wants to go back into that spot where she was not feeling appreciated and she just kept her mouth shut and didn't say or do anything. Listen, Heather, beauty lab and laser, I don't blame you, okay? Because I have to say, you are also one of my favorite housewives. And I know, what the fuck? Finally, they bring Mary back to the fucking screen. I have missed her. I have missed her. Ooh, and I have something funny about Mary in a little bit. So, Heather has definitely grown on me. I thought she, you know, Heather is kind of like the Robin for me in Salt Lake City. She's just down to earth. She's just a girl that you'd want to hang out with. She just seems really cool, just like Robin. Shout out to Robin. Woo woo. And I really like her. I like Heather. And you know what, Jen? Be a better friend to her because she has always been there for you. I really would be upset if the friendship ends because, just because, because I think Heather is a good friend. Now, when she's with Whitney, Whitney's fucking annoying. I can't stand her. Uh, I'm just not a fan of hers. I'm not. So who did I talk to? If I, oh yeah, it was Vivian when she was on the show. She would get rid of Whitney. Well, I would get rid of Whitney, but I'd also get rid of Lisa. So there's that. There is a particular Mean Girls moment that I want to point out from this past episode, which I thought was delish. (laughs) When the hypnotist came in, which by the way, Phaedra said to Andy, yes, the hypnotist was awesome. I love her. So I guess she gets around this hypnotist. So she's there. They're all sitting around the couch, if we recall. (laughs) And the lady goes around and says, do you trust Whitney? And then girls would raise or not raise their hands. Do you trust Meredith? Do you trust blah, 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 blah? And then eventually she gets to our girl, our MVP, Jen. (laughs) Who doesn't trust Jen? That's what she said. And all of those bitches raised their hand. I thought that was amazing. It took me back to the scene in Mean Girls. And I know that I've seen shit on Instagram because I thought it was just fucking hilarious. I just want to make a note of it because it's great. (laughs) When they're in the gym and the guy's like, who's felt threatened? (laughs) Who felt threatened by Regina George? And everyone raised their hand, including the fucking principal. That scene literally came into that scene of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So, and then of course, in turn, Jen raised her hand whenever they said, who doesn't trust Heather? 
that's kind of bullshit, but she was just reacting the way that she does. I wonder who has the worst reactions. Kelly Dodd or Jen, they do overreact in different ways. I think Jen is just a lot more childish about it, where Kelly just goes off the handle and says some of the crassiest, I don't even know if that's a word, some of the most crass, inappropriate, mean, just not right shit. So yeah, I would say Kelly's is probably worse, but they definitely do overreact a lot. Now, getting to Mary. I read this about the reunion because it's coming up pretty soon. We already know that it wrapped filming. <laughs> Mary got onto the Daily Dish podcast and um, they asked her, what is the uh, rank, the pain that you felt when you were recording the reunion? <laughs> And this is what she said. She said, and I quote, I don't think it resulted into pain. The only pain that I got resulted in, I fell asleep. (laughs) And the camera caught me. Oh my God. I can't wait to see Mary falling right asleep on the show while Andy's asking all his damn questions. I wonder who will wake her up. I wonder if it'll be Andy or if Jen will wake her up just because of her screaming. So that'll be really fun to see. Now with that, I'm going to end off on the Southern Chamas. So yeah, this part one reunion of Southern Charm. Holy fuck, Craig. What did you have in the morning in your fucking breakfast or coffee or whatever? Like, what did you have before the reunion started? Because you were just coming at Madison like a bat out of hell, which one in my mind, I'm saying to myself, why? You guys never dated. You weren't really friends. The one funny thing that I thought was hysterical that he said, 10 years of friendship with Madison Dude, are you fucking bizarre? Like, are you blind? I would even have to say that can't be a true statement because majority of the time that we saw you talking to Madison, you fucking hated her, basically. So that is kind of crazy. Craig is starting to really anger me more and more with his narcissism. I feel like he should probably hook up with Bronwyn because she's just as narcissistic as he is. Like, what the f- I mean, they're both narcissists. I think they should be together. So I thought that was crazy that he was just coming bam, 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 so quickly. That annoyed me. Secretly, I think maybe he's doing that and so evil to her right now. I feel like maybe he wanted to be with her back in the day and she kind of said, no, shut your Muppet mouth, (laughs) even though she said that to Austin. That's a great line that I want to use forever. I feel like maybe she rejected him and he's kind of pissed off about it. I mean, she did that to Shep and we saw him last season not really liking her, but I guess now they're kind of cool. I think that's going to play out more so in the second part. So yeah, Craig's like flying off the handle being crazy. Ugh, whatever. But then we also see crazy Catherine return. Ooh, I don't like her with blonde hair, by the way. I want her to stick to her freaking Emma Stone look because that's definitely her doppelganger for sure. I just want your red hair back, Catherine, because you look so good with it. You don't look bad with the blonde. I just like you better with the red. So yeah, she's coming out. Guns a-blazing. Crazy Catherine at the very end. Eh, 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 eh. Haven't seen this bitch in a while. Okay, I'm here. 
That was so intense. They always do that. Leave the cliffhanger. Also, too, she's not pregnant. We would have found that out anyways on Instagram because I'm pretty sure she would have publicized it. Now, they also spoke in this episode about how our OG Cameron was not on the show. She decided not to join for the season. Andy was questioning whether it was because of the rumor mill of Jason, her husband, having an affair. They say no. He even asked Shep and Leva and Danny. Those three basically put out, and this is how I interpreted it and how I understood it. It seems like those three knew the exact reason why she didn't want to do the show again, but they didn't really tell us. So here's my own opinion on this, especially with Shep, because I feel like he would be totally fine saying whatever. I feel like it had to have been something pretty deep or else I feel like Shep would have told us because if it wasn't really that big of a deal then I think he would have said yeah she just didn't feel like doing it anymore she just said I'm at a place in my life where I just want to focus on my kids I feel like he would say something like that if that's what it was as far as being really simplistic like I don't want to do it I feel like there could be something more and that's why they're not telling us so My only thing is, is I fucking miss Cameron and I think the season probably would have been better with her because I just love her. I think it would be great with her there. I also found the whole romanticizing cheating. That was such a good line from Leva. Leva is such a badass bitch and I think she's fabulous. And for the mere fact that people were sending her hate Instagram messages or whatever to her, that's fucked up. I don't know why people are going after her. She is a strong ass woman. She is going to say what she thinks. But I also do find the way she approaches something I don't think it's aggressive. I think it's passionate for one, but also two, I don't think she is a a finger. I don't think she points the blame here and here and here. I think she likes to get stuff out in the open. She's very willing to hear everyone else's opinions and just hear everyone's sides of the story. I don't know why people are getting up on her because, I don't know, maybe people are just not used to a woman being like that. I don't know. I really don't. But I think Leva is an amazing addition to the cast. I hope she returns next season. What would be really great is if she came back with Cameron. Um... But I did really enjoy Leva being there. But with her saying, after we find out that Shep ended up kissing an ex-girlfriend of hers, was it really a girlfriend though? It was probably just like an ex-girl that he probably fucked back in the day because that's how we know Shep. He's just the player that just wants to go with girl after girl after girl. So we find out that he kind of makes out with another girl while he's in a relationship with Taylor. Taylor, all I'm saying is get out. Get out. I don't think it would be good for you to stay. I think Shep might really just want to be a bachelor forever, which is fine. I mean, you do you. But when Leva said, it's really interesting on how you guys romanticize cheating, that was Austin saying that, oh, he had to look himself in the mirror and say, I do I really want to be with Taylor or do I just want to be by myself and going around doing XYZ? Yeah, Austin, no. Now, that is romanticizing cheating. We all know that it's bad. And I'm pretty sure if the shoe was on the other foot, well, he even said it. He said, I wouldn't like it. I would say, let's talk about this. And I probably wouldn't want to be in it. He needs to look at himself in the mirror because what he did was inappropriate and he gets a pass because he's a motherfucking guy in Charleston and that's what they do there. At least that's what they show 
on the show. But I'm hopeful and I'm pretty sure that they probably don't do that in all of Charleston. It's just these these groups of people. It's just this cast of people. And then the last thing that I'd like to talk about is Craig and the girlfriend. Natalie, I think her name is. We all found, no, they all found it a little odd that she never said that she was on The Love Connection, that TV show that Andy hosted and shit, but I guess she was a contestant or something. And when she met Craig, she never ever said that she was on the show. I do find that a little weird as well. As Shep said in the episode, we have that in common we're both on we were both on a tv show whatever that could be something that we could bond with why wouldn't you tell us right away I do find that a little odd but I also agree with Madison as well I don't think that Craig's gonna end up with her because I'm pretty sure that they will also not last I think she'll get sick of Craig's narcissism and selfishness and just uh, he's so he's so delusional I feel with a lot of things that he says and it bothers me. I was a huge Craig fan at the very beginning. I do think that he's pretty lazy. Yes, he has this pillow business. That's great. It's booming. I would never spend $60 on a pillow. Um, That's just me. I'm pretty sure the pillow thing wouldn't be a thing if you weren't on the show. So I don't think it'll last. I'm excited to see Madison. You know, she had her receipts. It wasn't Monique Samuel's receipts, but they were receipts nonetheless. I respect that. She's doing her homework cool so I'll be excited what Madison has to say about Austin because Shep even said to Madison he doesn't even know how to stick up for himself I mean look he's cheap labor if you have a manager if you own this store and you have a manager coming in and he's working two cents an hour of course you're gonna have that person stick around because you're not losing that much money I mean Austin has been there at her beck and call whenever of course she's not gonna get rid of him because he doesn't have a backbone to stand on maybe he should date Danny because Danny doesn't really have a backbone either at least that's what Madison says right so we'll see if Austin actually sticks up for himself on Thursday I'm kind of thinking that he won't because he never has and let's just be honest let's recall past seasons that's exactly the reason why Chelsea didn't want to be with him because he was not a man and he didn't stand up for himself and she found that not attractive and I completely agree with her and guess what there's another woman that's saying the same thing and that's Madison so it'll be an interesting part two I think they're only doing two parts of Southern Charm reunion it would be cool if they do three but I don't think they are So Jersey season coming pretty soon, February 17th. I'm excited. Just after the Valentine's Day, we all get our loving, right? Our, uh, (laughs) our, what is it? Our virtual loving, right? Because the virtual dating thing is a thing right now, I guess, because we can't really go anywhere. So I'm excited for Jersey, Jersey. Yes, I think... I'm really looking forward to Jennifer Aiden and Margaret because they're my favorites because I like to I like to impersonate them more than all of the ladies. <laughs> I think they're fucking great. So be ready for that. And thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys' ears and time as usual. I think you guys are fucking great. Thank you for coming back week after week and maybe every other week, whatever. I just appreciate you guys listening. Give me a follow on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Also follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. 
And when you're listening to the podcast, I just have to say, give me a rating, you know, five stars or something. What I'd really love to see is a review from you guys. If you like something, write down what you like about it. Even if you hate something, write it down. I want to see it. I want to see if you guys are enjoying the show. Hopefully you are. But yeah, give a rating, five stars. Tell your friends about the show. And I love doing this each week. And again, enjoy Southern Charm. Enjoy Salt Lake. Enjoy the premiere of Summer House. I will catch you guys next Tuesday. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.